0: what's going on guys welcome to the just the west podcast i'm your host just the west and i'm here with my
1: co-host camo camo are you there just the west i'm here you sound a little a little raspy um all, all, all good in the hood uh well from the last part when we spoke i was in san
0: diego and uh mm. was there for a, a conference and then I guess I had, a, I had a, a jolly good time. A lot of speaking uh, and uh, right. networking, and real estate, and everything that comes with it. Honestly, my voice was okay. And, and mm-hmm. today, I had work. Um, I spoke for for like a good amount because that's what I do. And then, mm-hmm. you know, my voice is, is like this.
1: So I'm I'm glad to have you as my co-host to, to help me. <laughs> <You> <laughs> know, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll recommend You're at your Starbucks uh, get the medicine ball. It's like a honey lemon type tea drink uh it'll, it'll work wonders so mm-hmm. try it out
0: i i just you know and knock on wood I, I really hope i'm not sick I, I i'm thinking that it's just i've been yeah. talking more i've been using my voice my my chords have been
1: yeah, yeah. stronger, a bit right you know i mean you're, you're you're one to talk so you know not surprising but <laughs> i appreciate it
0: well hey um we are done with divisional you have yes. the Niners and the Packers in a thriller, and then you have, you know, the well, not so much a thriller. Then you have the Ravens and 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 the Texans, and then you had interesting. Well, it, it was it was a thriller. Um, you had the Buccaneers and Lions, and then mm-hmm. last but not least, you had the Bills and Chiefs in a another nail butter on on Sunday night. So a lot of good stuff. Uh, Obviously we covered the NFC West, (laughs) but we will go into detail about that. But what do you think about all all the games this weekend or this past weekend? It was, it was interesting. It was interesting. And, you know, moving forward, you have the Niners lions and you have the Ravens chiefs, some really good matchups. And I expected those matchups given what was, what was heading into divisional.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, we had Talked on the pod, made our predictions for the week, and I think we were both uh, – I think we both came out on top, right? Didn't we make the same – no, the only one we differed on was you took – you took you took the Bills and I took the Chiefs. I yeah, that. I
0: mean, I thought it was – so. I thought it was about time for the Bills, and I, I'm sure all, all the Bills fans thought it was, yeah. <laughs> it was at Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. You know, I digress, but they had an opportunity. I think it was like a 41-yard field goal opportunity at, at home. Yeah.
1: Um yeah. But that was a that was a mean miss. Did you he think rights and that that was all <laughs> that was that was game. That was Yeah. I thought yeah. I mean
0: they, they played each other like so many times and they even changed the fucking rules of overtime mm-hmm. because of what happened in their in their matchups in the past. And then I was thinking like another overtime because you know, if they, mm-hmm. they kicked the field goal at the Bills, kicked the field they would tie it. And then, you know, I think they, they'd have I think the Chiefs would have less than a minute, and you would expect overtime, but it, it didn't happen because he missed. So,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I mean, I I knew it was gonna be a close game, and it was in that in that sense. Um, the uh, you know all the you know they're gonna have a tough matchup next week uh, against Baltimore, uh, but. Again, the Kansas City has been to what was it, four last five AFC championship games, something crazy like that. So
0: it's some LeBron James shit. Like Patrick Mahomes yeah. has been to to six
1: straight AFC championship. It's crazy. I mean, it's just like Golden State. Four straight NBA finals, five straight. I mean, it's it's things like that are just like really hard to fathom until you're there. Yeah, and uh
0: to Mahomes credit, like it's not his best team offensively. Kelsey's getting a little bit longer than the tooth and he's got a bunch of young, younger receivers, but mm-hmm. I'll play the bills again. And yep. I don't know if he's all, but Stefan Diggs had a, I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Like, but Josh Allen had a 60 ah. yard bomb in the fourth quarter at, at, in the final stretches. And he, he just couldn't lo- locate
1: it. It was, it was a catchable ball. Yeah. Well, I I thought, if the Bills lost, I feel like Diggs is going to be out. I feel like it still might be the case, so we'll see what happens, but um, Kansas is going to have a tough matchup next, next week against Lamar Jackson, Baltimore, a team that's really good, number one seed at home again, um, but, you know, who knows? Anything could happen.
0: Yep, that's right, and uh, stay tuned, because obviously the winner of that will play the NFC in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. and. Let's mm. let's get let's get to that because that's what okay. we covered. So yes. the Lions they they kind of went <clears throat> back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. The Bucks hadn't had a, an opportunity, but yeah, uh, Baker Mayfield, it's yeah, uh, yeah. interception. Um, so you have have you checked the line by the way? So Lions at Niners, Niners being the number one seed. Um, it was it was six and a half? Is it seven now? It's seven now. So you know, I think the what seed was the do you do you know offhand what seed was the uh what the
1: niners were?
0: Or oh, I'm sorry, that the lions, they were it a three seed. They were let me check they were the three seed. So the That's one right. seed versus the three seed, they both have the same record at, at twelve and five. And yep. yeah, the spread right now, last time I checked is, is seven. Yeah. Seven and then you have um you have the Niners. All right, same over under, by the way, fifteen and a half. Last last week against the mm-hmm. Packers. You know, this week it's fifty 15 and a half again. Uh mm-hmm. the good thing going for the Niners is it should not rain. I think it's like a five percent chance of rain.
1: Yeah. No, it was super nice today. Um, but that was crazy. The the rain. Uh even j I think it was just over Santa Clara because you know, I'm only about six miles away in Mountain View and it was misty. It wasn't coming down, but it wasn't crazy like there, like it was over there. So, it's uh very unique to to there. But and I feel like you didn't couldn't really appreciate how hard it was raining on TV because you couldn't really tell unless they show the sort of the close up shots. Right, but it was coming down. It was coming down the entire game, the entire time.
0: And let's talk about that too, because yeah, uh, so it, was a per- it was a factor yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, all all week you've seen the coverage, the hot takes, and Mm -hmm. pundits, and and fans alike. But um, Brock Purdy does not play well in the rain. Seems like the defense was compromised. You have defensive backs slipping and giving up go ahead, you know, wide open touchdowns. Mm -hmm. The run defense—they allowed like a fifty-yard run to Aaron Jones, you know, and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the Packers. You said they deserve to win. No one deserves shit in the playoffs, but um, <laughs> uh, I mean I would say more so should. There's no deserve, but the Packers should have won because all considered they, they 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 they
1: outplayed the Niners like three and a half quarters, right? Yeah. No, that's 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 fair. And I, I hear what you're saying about who really deserves in the playoffs. I mean, that's you earn it. Um, they should the in this in reality the Packers should have won this game, but when it comes down to it, the Niners made the the play they needed to make at the right appropriate times, and the um, Packers honestly couldn't capitalize on some really key times as well by this field goal, um, a couple turnover red down, zone, the second drive turnover down red zone drive, opportunities yeah. and 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 you know, having to settle in different situations um, really. I mean, again, I, I, was at my buddy's house watching this game. It was a weird start. Like from the very beginning of the game, we both looked at each other and like, I don't have a good, I don't have a good feeling about this. Like just coming out, flat and i honestly feel like the rain was a huge factor you know pretty came out first thing he said pretty came out wearing a glove on his one glove like tom brady where he wears two yeah, or whatever not his, not you not know right we're like oh okay well, that's weird and then uses that kind of, all his ball the balls were, kind of, were like were late or they're kind of ducks kind of coming through the air and like, oh, that's weird and then after a while it's kind of lightens up he loses the glove similar issues like I, I, the only time in the game where I feel like he had a crisp ball was, and it was only on the second look was a, was the ball to uh, touch on the Kittle in the end zone where it had touch on it and everything. But in the moment live it still looked like, Oh shit, this is like kind of floating there for a while. Yeah, didn't you don't know like, where it's going,
0: right? You're like, Oh, you know where here, it's going. Here it is. Right? You're,
1: you're just, you're just glad that Kittle's on the other end receiving it and he's going to hold on to it. But even the Kittle had a drop in this game. Totally, totally uncharacteristic drop. Um, so the rain was a huge factor, but I, I know we had said in, pot, in the pop before, you know, both teams have to play in the rain. The Packers capitalized because they knew what they were going to do from the beginning. They were going to give Aaron Jones the ball, and they did uh, early and often. Took the crowd out of he it, by the way.
0: Their, took the uh, crowd
1: out of it, yeah.
0: Their time of possession, I think the Packers had 37 minutes, the Niners
1: had 22 in yeah. the first first quarter, I honest, honestly felt like the Niners had the ball for, like, one series, and then that was it. Like, the fact that they were only down, what was it, 3-0 at the end of the quarter was yeah. was crazy because at the time possession, it was, like, honestly, like, 13 and a half minutes to, so like, a minute and a half. Uh, and it just felt like the defense was just constantly out there for the Niners.
0: So the key, going back to, like, it seemed like the Packers were out playing the Niners. and. You, the, <laughs> Honestly, yeah, they were. Um the Packers had six red zone trips this game. Okay, so if you think about that, yep. they allowed big you know, it's like this whole bend don't break mentality. So you allow these big plays, obviously. Um they gauge the secondary. Uh the Niners had zero sacks, they had quarterback hits, they had pressures, but they didn't have any sacks, right? Uh, but those six red zone trips only resulted in twenty-one points. Mm-hmm. Right? Like mm-hmm. That is the definition of bend don't break, and they had one one turnover on downs. Um, obviously, two inter, two interceptions by Trey Greenlaw. We, we can talk a little bit more about that, but Great. yeah, um, the nine defense didn't look good, but they made enough plays to to really keep them in the <clears throat> game. Because never in the game did the
1: Packers lead by two scores. It was always a one score game. Right, but, that's true. But it honestly, felt like the entire game. I know, I know you were traveling during when the game was being played live, but watching it, it honestly felt like any moment this game is going to bust open and the score is going to be like two scores. I'll tell my buddy, like the way we, the way the Niners played, it honestly felt like the score should have been like 34 to 13 Packers, just, just from the optics of the game and the way things were going. But because they couldn't capitalize, like you said, on those opportunities in the red zone it was close. They were within reach. And um, it was, I guess the biggest part that, that it was, was really kind of perplexing was that it seemed like, you know, you know, Jones was always, he was getting the rock. He, I, you could look at what the average yards per carry must've been over five for sure. Um, he seemed to always open, but even when they were throwing it, it seemed, it honestly reminded me of when the Niners were playing their defensive schemes in weeks, like during the three week losing stretch where it seemed like every single time dudes were just open everywhere. And I have no idea what was happening. What? Why are they changing things up is because the run game was running, was working so well. Um, but that was super frustrating because it just seemed like every time they would third down, they would convert third down. They could convert.
0: I mean, shit. Um, it's, here's the thing. So it seemed bad at the time. If you look at the numbers, We'll probably make a case that Aaron Jones should have gotten the rock like five more times. Um uh, Aaron yeah. Jones only had 18 carries, uh, 108 yeah. yards. One mm-hmm. one one run obviously was for 53. So yeah. the others were just for 50 yards. Like probably should probably should have. And then going back to your point about like they gauge the secondary well their their leading receiver was Dobbs and he had 83 yards four catches 83 yards. Uh the second one was um did Reed read four catches 35 so it's just it's just crazy obviously live the perception you look at the stats yeah that's much um jordan love had 194 passing yards two 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 touchdowns obviously also mm-hmm. two picks. but
1: um no i they, I, I agree with uh, you yeah i guess just because of how like you know even when how those touchdowns were scored i know one of them one of the dude one of the uh, niners players slipped so it was he's what the player the the, the this is a wide open touchdown and the other one it just seemed like it was so easy, um, but again, and then why, you know, because of all this, defense out there the whole time, you know, McCaffrey got the ball early, and we're like, okay, great, you know, he's doing this thing. We're, we're going to feed him. And that was all the narrative we had. Said, give, give your best player the, the ball. Especially when how it's raining, right? Especially when it's raining. <laughs> what <laughs> it's the f- like? What, what, do you, from your research, why did Shanahan go away from him for like three quarters of the game? Uh well I mean you
0: know you, you saw at times that McCaffrey was on the sideline they were uh, massaging his his calf and yeah maybe something something else was, was was weird but um I don't know he he didn't he actually did didn't say in, in the presser and yeah going back to that yeah, pretty dropped back thirty nine times um wow. and um yeah I I think that you know McCaffrey had seventeen carries for ninety eight yards and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Aaron Jones. Like you probably should have gotten five, five, six more carries, right? Yeah, to, to really balance it out. But I mean, McCaffrey was very much involved in this game, especially for yeah. uh, a game where uh, Purdy wasn't on. He had seven catches
1: for thirty yards. Like he was definitely, definitely active, right? Yeah, I mean, he was spreading the rock around. I mean, I think the loss of Debo made a big because Debo was. In the game, then he was out. They came back in. He was out. It was. You could tell he was not. He was not all there.
0: And um, it's similar to the Browns game. Once Debo yeah. left, like yeah, uh, it, it goes back to Shanahan. Like I'm pretty sure, similar to like the game against, the, like a big part of the game plan was to get debold involved. And you saw him getting <laughs> involved early, and it was working. And then got yeah. hurts and then they were like, "What the? F-? Didn't know what the fuck to do." And then you saw in the second half, like. Uh, when I found out later, it's hilarious if you think about it, but uh, Jawan Jennings get, gets, um, yeah. Running back and, and gets the ball and he gets stuffed. No, I know. But uh, apparently that play was meant for Debo, but there was some yeah. miscommunication where they didn't change the play. Like mm-hmm. it, was, it was written down and yeah. Jawan
1: Jennings was like, oh fuck, it's me. Yeah. Yeah. It's me. Yeah. No, I remember that play. And he was like, oh, I'm just going to get tackled right here. Um, yeah. But I mean I give Jennings a lot of credit though. He stepped up in his opportunities again. Juwan and Juwan and, and third and Juan or whatever he converted again, like in a big a huge moment. That was a big like we needed to have that conversion and he made it. Um I know Ayuk was frustrated in this game, but he even did he only had what two or three catches. He
0: only had three catches, but yeah. all three of them were yeah. I, I believe for first down and they were totally not easy catches. They were not easy either. at all. No, oh, yeah, two of them yeah. were phenomenal. Like one was down to his ankles and the other one was on the final drive, third and five, super tight coverage mm-hmm. on a slant and, and he he held it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, dude. Uh he he I know he was frustrated with with, with with the reps and such, but um definitely made big plays and then probably could have used them more. And then even shout out to I don't even know who he was, Chris Conley, who had the one or two catches, but He's, they were very tight
0: Timely as well.
1: Th- that was his third catch for the season. Yeah, exactly. He, I was like, who's 84? But he made a big time catch at the right time. Um, Ray, Ray Ray McLeod even made a catch. Like, it was some random guys were out there. Um, so, again, we'll see what happens this coming weekend if Debo's going to play or not. And maybe we'll see um, what's his name, rookie Ronnie Bell, get, get an opportunity to come in for a couple, couple things. But um, I feel like there's a lot of lessons to be learned from this first week. The Niners yep. capitalize on, for sure. So,
0: taking a step back, you know, uh, we can go on the stats and all the specifics. Yeah, yeah. Step back. So, offense played played their worst. Defense, mm-hmm. couldn't get a sack. Allowed some big <clears throat> plays, right? Oh, um, going back to defense, I mean, fucking Emory Thomas, he allowed, like, two PI two pi calls for, like, 65 yards for the third and 15. <laughs> and <eight. laughs> Dude, 40. that was awful. <laughs> right. He he bats or he interferes with the receiver before the ball anyways it, it was horrible right and then don't even get me started with, with special teams because oh you know, <laughs> after TMC uh gets the first touchdown they allow the packers to return all the way back mm-hmm. to the 20 mm-hmm. uh, and then like the guy fumbles and then you have four niners right there but then the other guy in the Packers, the lone Packer, like it just bounced right towards him. I'm like, Holy shit, we can't, yeah, can't catch a break, right? No, so, all no. three phases of the game, at least in the first half or the first three quarters, mm-hmm. was a total bust, right? Mm-hmm. But despite all that, um, they buckled down. I mentioned before mm-hmm. the red zone defense, six red zone trips, they only allowed 20, 21 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the Packers rookie kicker, he missed. <laughs> which obviously helps. And, yeah. you know, back to special teams, you know, the Packers were up by seven and in the rain, Kyle Shanahan, trust Moody, a rookie kicker, mm-hmm. to kick a 52 yard field goal in, in the rain. And he, and he nails it. He nails it. Fucking yeah. nails it. So defense stepped up to allow only 21 points. Special teams steps up to make the damn kick. And last but not least, despite all that being said, mm-hmm. Brock Purdy uh, and all the that have said, Nick Wright included, said, you know, blowouts and all that—that's hunky dory. But I want to see Brock Purdy um, come from behind and have a signature game-winning drive. Yeah, and he did. He did. He was, he was pretty much flawless, with the exception of the drop by George Kittle, right? Yeah, right. Um, what, 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 what did he, what did he think of that drive? Because like. He yeah. just turned on the lights. Uh, maybe did the rain stop? I don't. I don't know. But he looked. He looked like it, the that. I'm accustomed to.
1: It was still raining. I think at that point it lightened up a little bit, um, but if I recall, that was yeah. That drive was how much time was left? I it, know when they scored, they left a minute left. So they, they got the scored. ball with the, with about six minutes. Six man. minutes. Okay. Yep. It was so they were pretty. They were pretty methodical driving it down, and that honestly, that Kittle. Drop was like I said, very uncharacteristic. If you look at the replay, he was just like, you know, he would make that nine, you know, ninety-nine times out of a hundred. But just the fact that he just like was looking to get upfield as soon as possible, he just it was in his hands. And he just he just looked yeah, he for was, one second. Was,
0: so, I know it happens to the I, best of us, but yeah, you didn't want that, yeah. game, which led to want that. third and five by mm-hmm. Brandon Ayuk.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, and that and again, that was a huge, huge play and. Uh, the fact that they keep the chains moving. Um, honestly, a couple b- before this last drive, but we the Niners got super lucky on ball placement as well on that one uh, Packers that ended up being a turnover on downs when they put, you see it the, when they moved the chains and it was like within like two inches. Yeah, it like was Dre Greenlaw had had, had a big. Big part of that, right, dude? I mean, that easily could have been could have been a uh, first down for for the Packers, but they just got lucky, honestly, with with that because like it could have gone either way. And that was that, I think the way I, I recall in our pod last time I said I feel like this could be some sort of situation like that where it's going to make a big kind of big game changing moment. I feel like that was one of them for sure.
0: That's right, that's right. So like that game winning drive, crazy, crazy. It was, it was a twelve play drive. Five minutes, eleven seconds, and then yeah, they, they gave it to Jordan Love with about a minute. And it's interesting too, because I don't know if you saw saw this one tweet. It was it was pretty crazy, but like Jordan Love um pretty much did something that I mean all coaches teach you not to do, but like, you know
1: Threw across faded, the field.
0: Faded away across across uh, your chest. Cross body, yeah. Cross body to the other side of the field, and then Dre Green Love was right there. He was right there.
1: The- Big play, Dre. No, I mean he he balled out for sure. Two picks, um, crazy. But uh, but again, leading up to that play, honestly, I told my my buddies well that like that was the only time in the game that the Niners it looked like the Niners actually put pressure on the quarterback and had a pass rush. Like that was it took them three and a half quarters. Right, right. And finally, so it was it was kind of crazy you saw Bosa coming up, you saw Armstead like really closing in to force love to have to drop back. And it's like, I mean, did in your eyes, do you feel like the Packers O-line really, I mean, they, they gave good protection, but did they have like a stellar game? Do you think?
0: Um, I think that, um, you know, going back to Purdy, well, and, and, and the defensive backs, I think the weather truly neutralized, uh, or even out the, even out the field. Right. Mm-hmm. Even the field, and then um, you know, more more importantly, with with that, it uh, all the advantages that the Niners had was was gone, and then ob- obviously you, you saw the end result, which leads me to to my next question, KMO. So, which side of the corner are you taking? Uh, one, like holy shit, like the Niners aren't as good as we thought, like they almost lost to the Seventeen, mm-hmm. or two, mm-hmm. holy shit, they played their worst game. And mm-hmm. they found a way to win. And by the way, uh Kyle Shanahan prior to that game was zero and thirty when down <laughs> by seven points or or more entering the fourth quarter. No, it was five now, points. It's five points. Five points. Okay. Even, yeah. Yeah. Even, even more telling. And and now, yeah. he, now he's one and thirty. Yeah, one one and thirty. So yeah. Um. Uh, so with that being said, maybe their best football is ahead because you can't play any worse than what you saw.
1: Yeah. No. Year. Um. I mean, I know it, we had said in the pod before, kind of predictions, and the, the line had gotten to Niners favored by ten. And I had said, I feel like this could be a weird game. It's not going to be ten. I think my like, predicted like twenty, like weird score, like twenty five seventeen or something like that. It wasn't that, but it was kind of it was much closer. It was within ten for sure, um, because just simply because of the weather, but also because the Packers literally had no nothing to lose. The backs against the wall. They had just they just beat up on Dallas. They weren't supposed to be in this position, but they were there, and they're just like, we're just, "We're just gonna ride this out and see what happens." And they gave the Niners everything. Uh, the Niners, so I'm, and to to your to your question, I I feel like this is a case of, you know, the Niners are not. This is just their, them playing a poor game, but because of their talent and their roster and their championship experience, um, that they were able to pull out a, a much-needed win. And and so I feel optimistic in the sense that moving forward um, to the NFC Championship game that they will have learned a lot from this. Like you said, the weather's, the weather's not going to be a factor. And then I feel like we're going to see a much-improved uh, game on Sunday.
0: Better not rain on Sunday. That's all That's all I'm saying. Better not rain. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, you put that all into perspective. I, I think that the Niners... It does a bullet, but this is something where you know, like the starters, like Brock Purdy, like he hadn't played in like a couple of weeks. Well, he mm-hmm. should be calibrated. The team should be
1: ready to yeah, go. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that, there's a lot of stats on that as well. The teams that have two or three weeks off, they like don't play well when they come back, and it was true. Like you could see that there was rust or whatever, whatever you want to call it. But um, they're gonna be. I mean, at least even you know playing on a Saturday, they'll have an extra day between. Saturday to the Sunday uh, to get ready for, for Detroit.
0: Now let's get to the next thing that I don't know if you see, you've seen it, yeah. You know, but like Purdy's been pretty good all year. He made pro bowl, uh, got all the votes. He second or nope, he's not no pro um, mm-hmm. that, got, that got that, but whatever. Purdy is now being purged by the media. He had, mm-hmm. he had a horrible game. Which is interesting, he had a horrible game, but then he does a game winning drive. Mm-hmm. But it seems like people are forgetting that he had the game winning drive, and people are also forgetting that Jordan Love threw two picks when it when it mattered. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh the Niners won. while well, it's okay for Jordan. Any anywho, some of the takes Greg Jennings, uh you know, now now he's Now He's on on TV. He's got a hot take and all that. He said, you know, Purdy, I'm pretty much summarizing it, not verbatim, but he's he's Mm -hmm. saying, like, Purdy is not a difference maker. Gets you a quarterback that can, like, are you kidding me? But he said, gets you a quarterback like Justin Fields, right? (laughs) Which I think is trash, because Justin Fields. (laughs) And then there's another one by Nick Wright, who Mm. you know, they pulled the receipts, actually, on, on the show. It was great. But Nick Wright in the past had said, like, I'm not going to give Purdy flowers until the chips are down. He doesn't play a good game. And he he pulls back, comes back from behind and finds a way to win, right? He mm-hmm. pulled that up. And then Nick Wright said, well, I might have said that, but I didn't see enough. So it wasn't enough to him. And then mm-hmm. the third, third take that I got was uh, even more ridiculous because you're continuing – to move the goalpost, but Keyshawn Johnson, all, the, all these former players, I don't know why you're hating on this guy, but Keyshawn Johnson had said, you know, was that really a comeback? Because, like, a true comeback has to be a double-digit deficit to be a comeback. So now, now we're, we're defining what a comeback is. Yeah. Okay, one one more. I, I know I said three. Uh, the fourth one, the, the last one that really kind of stings would be, like, Ryan Clark. He, like... I don't know if, if he yeah. did something, like he was like legit, like big mad, and, right?
1: But, yeah, I mean it's for TV, right? They're trying to get viewers, trying to get clicks. That's not
0: but he just said like he brings nothing to the table, and like he 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 went out of red for like two minutes. Right. Yeah. So like I saw that. <laughs> so, like I, I put all this energy, uh and my myself included, I love to hear these takes, whether I agree with them or not. But I just take it all and I, I, I'm observant because um, it's just really interesting to see how the media and everyone across the comment section, how, how people react to week mm-hmm. to week because, like, his body of work has been pretty significant this past season in, in his second year it, um, as a starter in back to back NFC Championship bursts. Well, not bursts, but you know, the, the Niners mm-hmm. have gone to the NFC Championship in back to back years with Purdy under center. So I just
1: yeah no I I hear exactly what you're saying but I would say I mean obviously because maybe we're in the Bay Area and we're we have this bias here especially with the you know the personalities and talk show radio sports sports talk shows and stuff but so they know and they recognize what he has done in such a short period of time and the supporters will will point that out you know two NFC championships in back to back years in in one and a half seasons as a starter um, setting all these records, breaking all these records as well. Um, doing all these things that, you know, are, and he's still getting snubbed in terms of like all pro voting and all that stuff as well. Um, but you know, the fact that all these other guys like Nick Wright, who's just kind of a clown and all these guys on ESPN who are just, you know, it's acting. I feel like they're trying to make stir up things just to just sure. to be, um, could bait, I guess could they, you know, it, it, you know, I get it, That they have to have a, have to have take, they can't be play. They can't just be, you know, in the middle and be like, Oh yeah, I think he's a nice player. You know, they keep talking about system quarterback, blah, blah, you know, jury's still out a little bit, but in a short period of time, he has proven that he can lead a team that he's definitely not the most, you know, vocal guy. He's not, you know, this isn't Johnny Manziel. Being, imagine if he had that personality, but he was succeeding at this level. That would be a totally different story. Right. Right. So, so I, I got to take it all with a grain of salt for sure. Um, but most of that stuff, I feel like you, the, the, the play will speak for itself. And I know we were texting about this as well. It's like Purdy will need to win not just a Super Bowl because it'd be like, oh, okay, that you had a great team around him. It's like multiple to be, to be really considered, like, wow, he's, he's, he's legitimate.
0: You're absolutely right, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. But hypothetically speaking, because you know, if pundits are going to do hypotheticals, like, oh, well, if so and so is on the Niners, they would be mm-hmm. better, you know, versus Purdy. If they're going to do that, I'll, I'll say this too, and it's unfair for, for Purdy. But you know, if the Niners were to win a Super Bowl, Purdy would not get any credit whatsoever. Still, it would go to it would, it'll go to K- Christian McCaffrey.
1: Yeah. I mean, as, as it should, right. I mean, he's, like you said, he's the best player you could argue in the whole league overall. Um, This team would probably not be where they're at without him, without his services, especially given the running back history before he got here. Like there was, it was just like a turnstile. But (laughs) that's funny. The the part about Keyshawn uh, defining what a comeback is. I'm trying to think, Hmm, would you still be saying that if you, I don't know. Did he ever win a Super Bowl? I don't even know. But uh, yeah, it's kind of uh, like he said it was. He was. They were only down four points. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> okay. So you have you has he never been in a big game where they were down by less than ten points, came back and won, and then you didn't call him a comeback? I don't know. You
0: <laughs> I don't know. But I I continue to be amazed by. Well, I'll I'll believe like or give him his or I'll do this. If, and then that happens, then like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. I need to see like it, um, yeah. whatever, whatever, but <laughs> you know, it, it, it's all good. That's, that's my last thing that I want to say. Let's head to the next game at hand, which is the NFC championship game. Okay. Yep. Yep, yep. So this is a really good matchup game. it's a really good matchup in the sense that, you know, big credit to the lions organization within three years since they've in three years as head coach like he's taken this team like they've drafted well jabari gives aiden Hutchinson, uh sewell at tackle omontine brown mm-hmm. sam laporta like you know they, they have it. some big time players now and if you really think about it they they actually let's just go down down the list like they really match up very similarly. Jared mm-hmm. Goff, Brock Purdy, you know, great pocket passers. Amon um, St. Saint, Saint Brown, Brandon Ayuk. You have um, Jabari Gibbs, Christian McCaffrey, Sam Laporta, George Kittle, who are, who are both from Iowa, by the way, so tight end <laughs> university. Tight end, yeah. Uh, Pace, Sowell, uh, all, all pro tackle. Trent Williams, all pro left tackle. Mm-hmm. Aiden Hutchinson, top pick, great pass rusher. And then you have Nick Bosa, obviously a great pass rusher as well Mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of similarities they're both both teams are gritty both teams like to run the football um you know i'm surprised but i'm not surprised that the niners are favored by seven maybe because that's my own bias but um i think it's going to be a tough game because the thing Mm -hmm. that thing about the lions is you know they they haven't been in this situation since the 90s it's been like you know, like 30 years since they've been in the playoffs, let alone in the NFC championship game. And they had nothing to lose. They are, they should like to get to this point. Kudos to them. Like, and when you're, you're a loose team with nothing to lose, you are considered, I consider them a dangerous team.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with all your points. Uh, Comparisons, everything. Someone had one of the football analysts had said, oh, the Packers are the most, talented team that the that the Niners will have faced in the nfc and they beat them so they're thinking like oh you know the the the, the lions are not as talented i don't I, I i i disagree with that i feel like like you said the matchups are there and they have a lot they drafted well they have a lot of great if a lot of really good young players like laporta is a rookie right he's played he was second team or something this year um playing super well you know Goff has been he's uh, the experience he's been in the Super Bowl before. They um they have that one two punch with with a uh, and Montgomery which yep. you could argue is an advantage over Niners cuz Niners just have McCaffrey essentially. I mean yeah, we have Mitchell and others but they don't really play. Um you know, you can say I mean, you know, maybe the you know, if debo plays, this could be a big factor as well that you can give it, give the edge to Niners in terms of the receivers with Debo and Ayuk and Jennings, um, but like Amon Rossi and Brown is really, you know, he's had a good year defensive wise um, pretty even and just like the, and then O-line as well. So I agree. It's going to be a tough game. Um, you know, the, I do feel like the fact that the, you know, the lion's, hosted the first two playoff games at home you know they were in hard knocks they had the feel good story all that stuff very passionate head coach very different than shanahan they have that going for them but now they have to prove it on the road so they'll be coming here
0: yeah so i I got a couple like i guess keys to the game and uh, sure give me give me give me your thoughts after or you know just just hear me yeah So, so the first one going back to it you know, Niners are at home, right? The Lions, they have played in an indoor stadium at home the last two games because, you know, why? Because they're, they're the, they were in the number three seed. Dan Campbell, you know, he's done a great job up to this point. Uh, and he, he trusts Jerry Goff because Jerry Golf is a, a good quarterback. Like, shout out to him. He's <clears throat> from Marin in the Bay Area, went to Cal Berkeley. Like, you know, he, he knows the Bay Area, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But he has not played well in the Bay Area because he was on the Rams for several years. And has mm-hmm. always had the upper hand getting pressure and making him think twice and, and hesitate. You can make a case that any quarterback doesn't do well under pressure, but especially Jared Goff, because he can't move that well. And I don't have the exact stats. I've seen them throughout, but Jared Goff is a different player on the road. Uh, this is it's going to be outdoors. It's going to be at Levi's. You could say that he's experienced up to this point because he's played at Levi's several times, <laughs> being in the NFC West. But like the the point being is, playing at Levi's on the road against this uh, against the hometown crowd might bring a different element, right? Yeah. And I think that a lot of that has to do with hopefully uh, we can get some interior pass rush from Javon Hargrave or Eric Armstead because. You know, for him being such an immobile quarterback, if he can hit the A gap and and, and really push the pocket, uh, that's when things get fun for for the Niners defense.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, those are great points for sure. Yeah. Um, the, um... sec-
0: the, the the second thing I'd like to add for that is, okay, so like they have a pretty good defense front seven pass rush, very similar to the Niners, maybe maybe not as good, like. <laughs> that's my bias but uh their secondary has been pretty trashy <laughs> like they they've allowed to the buccaneers like mike evans and um shoot even um even the rams and Nakua had 180 receiving yards like you know mm-hmm. this, this this secondary can be had i'm not really impressed by the secondary um but at the same time too like hopefully debo's ready to go uh do what do, you, what do you think about this offense if there's no Debo, I guess?
1: I mean, like I said before, the, this team has so many weapons and a lot on the, on the office, offensive by, side of the ball as well. So, yes, well, Debo is a very unique player. He can do a lot of things. He's a Swiss Army knife, is a term that I always use. Um, I feel like in that instance, you still have Tittle and Ayuk. And McCaffrey and Jennings like all these other guys, who can step up and have opportunities to to, to really make big plays. So, but
0: statistically, uh, they are a different team because they, I think the stat is like the Niners' yards per play or whatever average. It's it's like the Niners are like a yard less per play yeah. on average uh, without Debo, and it, it, yeah. you know Shanahan is all about matchups and. Uh, disguises and making people think twice. In, when you get these guys in motion, well, w- without another chess player
1: like Debo, like things do change, right? Yeah, no, for sure. It's good. It's and that's an up- that's something that he's got the factor in as well. I know Debo is like 50-50. My gut is that he's going to play because how oh. important this game is, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't wasn't one of the Lions' secondary players like talking trash to him earlier in the year. Um, yeah, uh, it was a Chauncey Gardner. Um, but yeah, the, the guy who got a pick against Baker make and then it's like basically was like talking shit afterwards,
0: yeah, yeah yeah I let me let me look look him up, uh let's see what was it Lions quarterback it's quarterback uh Debo I'm doing this
1: live, yeah, I mean while you look it up, it's Chauncey, yeah, those Gar- things like that Chauncey
0: gardner yeah, Chauncey. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, yeah. yeah, he was, pretty much said Debo is just, like,
1: he's just a running back that can't run routes. Yeah. I mean, these guys, like, they don't forget these things, especially in, in games like this when the magnitude's so high. Like I said, I feel like he's going to gonna gut it out and and, and play this game. Um, they're too prideful not to, honestly.
0: I think we should know about Thursday. Uh, Thursday, yeah. Friday, like, when you get that mm-hmm. close to, to Sunday, like, you know, yeah, especially for the injury for sure. re- report, like they should have it. They might just say like questionable or you know play the, right. with the injury re- report, but internally for Shanahan and his coaching staff, yeah, they'll yeah. they'll know like X's and O's what what they're gonna do on Sunday, right? For sure. No. So, and then the last thing, which is the most concerning actually for the Niners, if they are going to win this game, I mentioned that both the Lions and the Niners need a, a good run game because it stems off to play action and it bides time for both quarterbacks for that matter to step up in the pocket. Right. Well, the Niners run defense. I don't know if you've seen all season, like they're good, but they're not. They're like, I think like in the teens, they're, they used to be a top five run defense. They're, they're definitely not right. Yeah. And you have a nice one, two punch, uh thunder lightning with David Montgomery, a uh, physical, Uphill runner, and then you have—I I guess you could say—the second coming of C- Christian McCaffrey and Jabari Gibbs, the, the rookie out of Alabama. He's got fresh legs, and he saw him against—he um, saw him, he saw him play uh, and, and decimate the Buccaneers front seven. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, um, this run defense—I think it's going to be Montgomery Gibbs versus Fred Warner Greenlaw. Like, these mm-hmm. linebackers are going to ha- have their work cut out for them. And this defensive yeah. line, they, they better, like, play play their assignments. Chase Young has not been good, like, this these last couple of weeks uh, defending the run. He had zero sacks, by the way. But anyways, I, I won't get to that. This defensive line, this front seven, like, they got to hone down on this shit. Because if they play like they did last week, mm-hmm. I know it's, it's the rain, but you can't have five yeah. five yards of pop
1: to these running runs. Yeah yeah no totally totally see that for sure um one thing i forget i don't think we've mentioned yet was the keeping keeping track of the penalties as well because in the last game niners i mean i'm pretty sure Packers only have one penalty or two i don't remember but at some point it was a very big uh discrepancy between the two teams um so you know because of that that leads to first downs that leads to advancing the ball, all these things. So the Niners can clean that up as well. That would be a factor to to think about as well.
0: Oh, my God. Uh, the Packers only had one penalty. Oh, no, no, exactly. no. Exactly. Yeah, they had one
1: penalty for five yards. But that's for five yards, right? Right, and the Niners had like six, six for six, seven. Six, six, seven, six, to six eight. Exactly. Right, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I mean to to be to to be fair, like one of those was like a personal foul against Trent Williams when some guy pushed him first and he pushed him back and the guy went flying because Trent Williams is just humongous. Um, But yeah, that wasn't that was kind of unfair. Okay.
0: Lastly, I think that the matchup of the game going back to the linebackers, it's going to be like, and thankfully enough, like the Niners, you can argue uh, Pat Patrick McQueen and Roquan Smith, or. Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, but these two, they're going to have notably Fred Warner because he's, he's the garbage guy. Um, Fred Warner versus Sam Laporta. I think that's, that's really the matchup that I'm watching. Um, Laporta is used all, in all facets of this offense. He's so important down the seam, in the red zone blocking, like, you know, tight end university, but they, Iowa makes some fucking good tight ends, right? <laughs> So, so he's,
1: he's like George Kittle. Honestly.
0: He's going to be the X factor. I know Amon St. Brown is a great receiver, mm-hmm. but like the guy that I'm looking for is Sam Laporta, um, you know, in breaking routes down the middle. Like he's that guy. He's that red, red zone guy that I'm really intrigued for. So if Fred Warner can, can hold it down, like it'll go a long way towards a, towards a victory. What about you? Yeah. Is there a, a match that, that you're looking at to, is on the trenches? Is it you know, what, what have you?
1: Yeah. Um I think really looking at I guess I'm kind of looking at like, you know, this the are uh, the Niners uh receivers taking advantage of, of a of a kind of suspect secondary. So that'll probably be my matchup.
0: Can I add one more matchup to since we're sure. I'm on the roll? Sure. Might uh, as well. Golden McKibit's at right tackle. But he's decent. He's mm-hmm. What are the cool kid say he's mid, right? Mid. <laughs> uh, he he's the only offensive lineman on this Niners that that has allowed ten plus sacks this season. Mm-hmm. Right? Most likely, he's going to go against Aiden Hutchinson, and Aiden Hutchinson has had, um, I think he's had four sacks in the last two Yeah. Games. Like he he's I think he's had a sack every, every game like the last couple games, right? Yeah, uh, he's hitting. Uh, there's no doubt about that. He, he's hitting at the right time and. Uh, this right side as a whole for this offensive line it hasn't been great but notably Colton McKibbs
1: we shall see okay.
0: I'm excited I can't wait for it uh, Niners at 3 o'clock or 3 is it nine o'clock or three?
1: 330.
0: 330. 3.30 3.30 3.30 yeah call it so Niners are favored by 7 over under 15 and a half what say you Came
1: out with it. gonna to be tough. Um, it's gonna to be close. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna reach thirties. I don't think either team's gonna reach a thirty. So I'm gonna say Niners will pull us out in a close game. It's gonna be like I'm gonna say twenty something similar to last week. Honestly, I'm gonna say like 28, 20. 25 like 28
0: 24 I'm taking over, over game baby uh, very stressful but entertaining game okay uh, 31 27 31 okay. 27 um, the 7 uh, you know it's uh, not saying it's the same but um, you know I I I think 7 is a tad high um, mm-hmm. I might have done like the spread at 5 mm-hmm I think it opened at six and a half, but like five to six would have been the spread that that I would have gone. Um, So I I think for them to win by four, like your your give and take right there. I think that both teams are going to exploit their matchups respectively, Mm -hmm. but I I think at the same time too, like you know this Niners offense can take advantage of the secondary, and I think that finally going back to Ben, don't break. uh, I think that this defensive line should have at least. At least two sacks. <laughs> I would hope. Uh hopefully there's a couple turnovers, but I, I think that um this should be a, a nice outcome for the Niners. And hopefully an instant classic for for everyone to remember. Um yeah, like it just yeah. I I I, I think I think the Niners have it, but uh right. we shall see. I'm not I mean, I'm confident, but at the same time, you're, you're, you still have some trepidation. Because, you know, that's, that's just how it is. I mean, come on, it's playoffs, right? Of course. L- last thing. Mm-hmm. Don't have to talk about the matchups, but, you know, Chiefs-Ravens. Uh, Ravens are at home. They're favored by. So going back mm-hmm. to it, the, the Ravens spread is four, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I think maybe the Lions should have been, you know, mm-hmm. similar. So Ravens four over under 44 and a half. So it's a low-scoring game. Mm-hmm more mm-hmm. than the deniers lines mm-hmm. game so what do you what do you think about that
1: i think the the i think the chiefs win honestly at the bills is pretty big uh, i think they already continue to ride the momentum actually and just lean on their experience and they're gonna they're gonna go back to the Super bowl again
0: really yeah
1: yeah give me the chiefs
0: okay um Well, I don't know if you've seen social media, but you've seen this conspiracy about, like, the Super Bowl logo being, like, purple and, like, hot red. Oh, really? It's saying, like, that's saying, like, the NFL script wants the Niners and the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Because last year, you saw, like, kind of an aqua green and red for the logo. Mm -hmm. So, it was Eagles Mm -hmm. and Chiefs.
1: Mm -hmm. So... Give me the Ravens. <laughs> Who knows? Give me the Ravens. The, uh, you know, the the, the Harbowl part 2.0 minus one of the Harbogs, right? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that cr- crazy? Well, you know, for, if the
0: Chiefs made it, it's a Super Bowl rematch as well. Exactly, oh, Both teams, I mean, it's... And
1: both Ls for Niners in those instances, so... <laughs> okay. Give me the Ravens, like, 27-21. Ravens-27. Okay. I'm I'm, going to take the Chiefs, I'll I'll say, yeah, 20, 25, 17, I don't know, whatever.
0: (laughs) I'd say, like, you know, this Ravens defense is much better than the Bills defense. They're they're healthy. Um, Mahomes is going to have a hard time putting up. Okay. So, okay. I I don't think he's going to outscore Lamar Jackson. All right, then. All right, well, uh, that's all I have on my end, Camo. If you're good, to our loyal listeners, thank you for checking out the podcast, whether it's on Spotify or Apple Music or Google or wherever you get your uh, your podcasts. Continue to follow us, uh, Instagram at JustTheWest, Twitter, or my bad, X at JustTheWest, and, of course, the blog, Gosh. www.JustTheWest.com. Camo, I appreciate your time as always. Till next time, like the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, we out here, Peace. Peace.